Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 189 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know what time it is. It is September. It is officially week one in the NFL. We have real deal NFL football to be played on Thursday night. We got the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions, LA Rams kicking off the season against the Buffalo Bills. It's going down. Okay, I'm ready. You know what time it is. Y'all know, y'all know football season is when I turn up. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. So so since we're talking about turning up, it's time for me to, you know what I mean, turn up the dial a little bit. Took a month off of the pod. As you can see, we did some things on YouTube. We got some things out over there visually. You know what I mean? A couple things. Did some numbers over there. Good work over there. We're going to keep the work going over there. But we back here weekly. Two episodes a week, every week from now until the end of football season, I would say. Two episodes a week. I'm not BSing you, okay? I don't care what, what the if I got an issue or no. Unless I got, if I don't have, unless it's a technical issue, ain't no reason I'm not going to be here every Tuesday and Saturday. Yes, you heard me, Tuesdays. And Saturdays, so you get me once during the weekdays, and then once on the weekends. That's the new schedule for the podcast, Tuesdays and Saturdays. I'm going to say it again. There will be an episode every week on Tuesdays and when? Saturdays. Yes, indeed. we got a lot of things happening in September. Football is back. The MLB playoff race is going, and we also have a lot of boxing on the way, a lot to discuss there. But we're not talking about baseball, we're not talking about basketball, we're not talking about boxing today. We are talking about NFL football. Yes, indeed, you know what time it is. This is the annual NFL kickoff special. I feel like this is the This is the the fourth the fourth annual? What's the because the first episode I think was a NFL kickoff show. Yeah, I think it was. And if you don't know what today is, it's a holiday. If you thought yesterday was a holiday, today is really a holiday. If you ain't go to work yesterday, you shouldn't have went to work today as well. You should have had two days off because today is Electrified Day, ladies and gentlemen. On this day, September 6th, 2018, it was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. Episode one of Electrified was dropped four years ago. 2018, ladies and gentlemen, it is now 2022, 188 episodes later, I am still here. It's not an easy thing to do. This is a real accomplishment, a real accomplishment. Some people don't get past 20 episodes. Some people don't get past 20 minutes. Some people do not make it past 20 days. So to get to four years. 189 episodes, closing in on 200. Could have been at 200. Things things happen. Could have been. I got, I could have so many episodes more, but my timing isn't always the right timing. There's a higher power involved in this. Understand what I'm saying? God's timing is always better than your timing. Know that. So here I am, 189 episodes into this. Closing in on 200. 
closing in on some other accomplishments and milestones that I'll, I'll talk about later on when we get there. But we're closing in on some big things here. And I started this thing, man. I told you guys. I tell you guys this every year how I started this thing. I'm telling you. I lied to you not. $15 mic in the closet of my dorm room, room 306 in Cambridge Hall. Can't make this up. I'm in the closet recording because I need. I, I thought the sound was better in there because the walls was a little thin in that dorm. You can hear things, and I didn't want that to come on my mic. So I got was in the closet. Um, I'm trying to play intro music off of my speaker into the mic. Understand what I'm saying? I'm recording directly on Anchor. No, no, uh, no Adobe. Nothing like that. No, nothing. Nothing, bro. Self-taught. Nobody taught me how to do this. I jumped into this thing. Head first. Nobody told me, Eric, you need to go to Anchor and do this. Eric, you should get this mic. Eric, you should get this, uh, uh, you should get this, uh, damn, I can't speak. I'm so excited. You should get this platform to record on. You should do this. You should. Nobody told me this. Nobody taught me anything. I did this on my own. No co-host. No producers. I produced this. No editors. I edit this. Me. Four years in this thing, man. I got screenshots of uh, my first listens, uh, people who reposted, people who messaged me four years ago. I, I have, I still keep all of that because it means a lot to me. So shout out to everybody who's been here since day one. Shout out to everybody who's been around since the beginning, since I was announcing it on Twitter. You know what I mean? This was just a thought. Something that just, just came out in my brain. I so said, I should do this. And I did it. Better myself doing it. And here I am, four years later, coming to you from my own studio, my own apartment. This is real life to me, man. This isn't just something I do on the side. Uh, this isn't just a hobby. No, this is this is real life for me. I consider this a second job. It's unpaid, but it's a second job. You know, this is something that I would love to get paid to do. And um, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. You know, I've watched people I know, uh you know, people I follow on Twitter try to do this thing and it doesn't pan out for them. Watch podcasts come and go. So, you know, especially now in these last four years, the podcast industry is booming now. Everybody has a podcast and it's hard to stay unique. It's hard to stay stand out. It's hard to keep going, man. Sometimes I don't want to do this no more. I can admit that. I can be transparent in that. Sometimes I'm like, man, why? For what? You know, I, I know as a creator, I know other creators can relate to this, man. Sometimes you feel like your content isn't appreciated enough. Sometimes you watch people repost one thing but won't repost you. Or you watch, you see one person retweet one thing and won't retweet you. So it, it hurts sometimes as a creator. But you got to have bulletproof skin. You, you got to be built in Teflon. You got to be wrapped in Teflon, man. You got to walk around with a mental Kevlar vest to be in this thing. And that's honest to God truth. 
can't be you can't you cannot be mentally not weak but just you got to be strong in it man you got to be strong in it it is a mental battle to get in here and do it day in day out and you know look forward to people like you can record an episode oh they're gonna feel this one and then maybe they don't you understand what i'm saying so it's not easy man producing a show when there ain't nothing to really talk about or uh, producing a show where you don't feel like it. And then you got to go in and record. Then you got to edit. Then you got to get it out. You know what I mean? You, you know, you're running different social medias on your own. You're not, you don't have an intern. It's just you. You turn the lights on, one camera, lights, it's just you in there, man. That's it and that's all. And then when you try to run it, you try to do more than one thing. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm doing TikToks. I'm doing YouTube. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. All of the name of love because I love doing this and I'm trying to turn this into something bigger than me. I'm, you know what I mean. This ain't. I'm not trying to do this for free for the rest of my life. But four years in the game, I've learned a lot. I've met some good people along the way through this. Uh, shout out to DJ over there at Stadium Scene TV. Um, you know, shout out to my guy Sean Davis. Shout out to my guy Jalen. I would just uh. Did an episode with him recently. Um, you know what I mean? I, I, I've i met some good folks, man. And, and that's rare. Honestly, in this business, you're not going to meet a lot of people who, you know, are genuine. You know, it's only a few. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm talking about, yeah, people DMing you. Oh, share for share, review for... That's not genuine, man. Unless you really rock with me, man. Don't, don't, don't do that. You know what I mean? I'm not, don't just DM me as soon as you follow me and try to get something out of me. Nah, I don't like that. I don't like it. Um, but, you know, four years in, I've learned, I've grown a lot as a man, as a human, as a creator. And uh, I'm just happy to still be here, man. I'm happy to be able to create content for you guys to enjoy. You know, whether it's serious, something serious that you like, something funny that you liked. Um, I, I just, my main goal has always been to affect somebody in some way. Whether you disagree with what I said, you agree with what I said, whatever the case may be. As long as you felt something, I'm doing my job. I'm doing correct. I'm doing the right thing. Um, shout out to my friends. Who continue to support me, man. Uh, my guys in the group message, you know who you are. The family. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to my mom, my dad, uh, my girlfriend. Thank you for supporting me through my, my darkest and uh, worst times. Especially when it comes to this. I mean, she sees it firsthand. Uh, you know, she's the one who sees when, you know, I don't feel like doing this. Or I get frustrated. Or I want to cry. Because... Things ain't going the way I want it to go, so she knows, right? She gets it. She definitely gets it. Um, just shout out to everybody who continues to support me, man. Whether it was a repost, a listen, a like, a comment, whatever it was, and thank you to everybody who gives me feedback, man. Not even if it's negative, if it's good feedback, I appreciate it. You know, if you liked something I said or you thought something was funny, I- I'm here to make you laugh. I'm here to entertain you. At the end of the day, I'm not. I'm not here to beat your brain with stats and analytics. I'm not. You know, I'm I'm regular just like you. Understand? Um, but yeah, man, thank you, man. Thank you. Shout out to the man above. Without him, none of this is possible one hundred percent. 
Um, and thank you to sports. And thank you to the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, uh, tennis. Uh, shout out to Serena Williams. You know what I mean? Everybody, all my favorite athletes uh, for these past four years and things that have happened on and off the field or court, man, thank you for giving me something to talk about. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. So that, I, I just wanted to get that off my chest, um, you know, four years in and with it being September 6th, it's the anniversary of the podcast. Uh, just wanted to, you know, say some things and express some things. And I hope you guys stick with me. Uh, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I don't think I'm going to cry. I felt like I would, but I think I'm okay. I'm just happy to be back podding today. It's been a month since I talked to you guys, so it's a good thing. But you guys saw me on YouTube, though, so it's not like we haven't been. You know, I ain't like I broke up with y'all. We was on the break. You know, like Ross and Rachel, they were on the break. They were on a break, by the way. But all jokes aside, man, um, let's run the music and let's jump right into it. Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. Rap shit, I lick the niggas. I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer, I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them eagles. We go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Wale, by the way. Thank you for Heisman Watch. And thank you for Lions, Bengals, and Bears, the two theme songs of Electrified. I really do appreciate Wale. Love me some Wale. Let's jump into it, man. Listen. NFL season is here. I really feel like this is going to be one of the most highly, like, highly competitive seasons. Like, I, I feel like this season is going to be one of the best. This is the 103rd season of the NFL. This is going to be big, man. There's a lot of things that have happened this offseason. Guys have moved around. Uh, we got new coaches everywhere. This is, this is going to be good, man. It's going to be good. A lot of storylines involved in it. Um, it's going down. It's going down. We've been waiting for this all summer. You know, we've been waiting for this since the last Super Bowl. And it's finally here. Um, fantasy football is here. I'm excited, man. I am. Uh, so, the first thing I want to get off the table today, uh, check off the list on the rundown. Because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about... Some things, some good things today, but I'm going to start off with the division picks. I think that's the most important thing on the list, and I think that's what we should start off with. So I want to start off in the AFC, because I think the AFC as a whole is going to be way more competitive than NFC. I feel like the AFC is just, I don't know. I feel like the AFC, especially quarterback-wise, it's more over there. Right, I feel like you look at the NFC, the guard hasn't completely changed over there. You still got Rodgers and Brady, 
over there. But in the West, it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. Excuse me. In the AFC, there's a lot going on. A lot going on. A lot of young talent in the AFC. A lot of teams that are going to be beating up on each other to get to January. And I think that the races are going to be very close in the AFC to a certain extent. I don't think that. I think that outside of maybe the East, I don't think that there is anybody who you could say, oh, they're going to run away with this division with ease. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think it's going to be highly competitive. I think that especially within the division, certain games are going to be highly competitive. I don't I don't think it's going to be like last year where you see a, a Bengals team blow out a Ravens team like that. I don't. I just don't see it. It's going to be good, though. I'm very excited. Uh, let's start off with the North. Uh, my pick for the AFC North are the Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens were 8-3 last year before Lamar went down. And at one point, they were the number one seed in the AFC. People really do or really have forgotten. The Ravens were there, even with the injuries they had. I'm talking about injuries before the season started. This team was still 8-3. They're still winning games. They beat the... The Chiefs in a comeback victory on a on a uh, on a primetime game beat the Colts in a primetime game. Uh, they had the longest field goal ever against the Lions. They were finding ways to win with injuries on both sides of the ball. Eight and three. Eight and three. Number one seed in the AFC. The Ravens. This was November twenty sixth. The Ravens were still in it. Still in it. And people forget that. People do forget that. I don't know how. I mean, you know, they got blown out by the Bengals one of those three times, but they were still leading the pack. And this is with all of the injuries they had. Then you got then you go to the Steelers game, Lamar goes down, they lose that game, and then they end up losing the rest of the games. They lost the rest of the games. So for any of you Huntley propagandists who think, oh, we don't need to re-sign Lamar. We don't need to give Lamar all this money. We got Tyler Huntley. Oh, yeah, he'll he'll get it. No, he won't. He won't. I don't know if you guys don't know this or not, but he went 0-4 last season. He went 0-4. He didn't win the game. Lamar went 8-4. and Understand what I'm saying? There's a difference between good and great. So if you didn't know that, now you do. The Ravens lost the last six games of the season, fell out of playoff contention. And we're still in it, even as they, the wheels f- completely fell off. Still had a chance. So now you come fast forward to this season, this past offseason. I feel like this season is a little different. They added pieces on defense, and they're also getting healthy on defense. You got Marcus Peters back. You got um, Marlon Humphrey back. Added some young pieces on the back end. This this Ravens defense, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be better than it was last season. Obviously, obviously, right. Then you're getting trying to get healthy in the backfield. You're still waiting on the return of Gus Edwards. He's gonna miss the first four. Uh, you you don't you really don't know how J.K. Dobbins is going to be early out, but you add Mike Davis and then you just recently add Kenyon Drake. So your backfield can as long as they hold the line and produce, 
I'm not saying they got to rush for 300 yards a game, but as long as they can be effective, they're going to be all right. Okay? Once the Ravens get healthy in the backfield, it's nothing really you can say. Um, you lose Hollywood Brown, but I think that's for the better. I think Rashad Bateman, breakout year for him. You still got Mark Andrews. Uh, who'd they add? They added, who'd, they added somebody else. Hold on. It was a receiver that played for the Chiefs. Hold on. Let me see. Forgot his name. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What that boy name is. What is his name? Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. You got DuVernay. Listen, man. The Ravens are in all right shape. Okay. May not be a lot of star power in that wide receiver core outside of uh, Mark Andrews. And you also got some young guns, man. Isaiah Likely. Who's the third string tight end? He, I, I think he's going to rise up the depth chart, and they're going to use him because he he had an impressive preseason. But the Ravens, man, they they are still going to be there, All right. Okay, the Ravens, they they they're there, man. And then go back to defense. Uh, defense is solid, man. Defense is solid. I mean, you can't you cannot be mad at it, right? You got you add Cal Fuller. Yeah, yeah, I'm rolling with the Ravens, man. I think that the Ravens are playing not only for each other and themselves, but they're playing to prove a lot of people wrong. Because a lot of people were dancing on the graves of the Ravens as they were falling apart last season and the most part of this offseason, and more so on the grave of Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson is playing for much more than uh, a Super Bowl. I mean, this is his contract year. And we're about a week out before the deadline, and it doesn't look like a deal is going to get done. It seems like the Ravens don't want to guarantee all of the money to Lamar Jackson. Uh, squeaky clean record. You know, he does not have 25 sexual assault allegations on his head. But, you know, in Cleveland, anything goes. You know, you can give $250 million guaranteed to somebody who's not even going to play until week, what, 12? That's nasty work, but that's neither here nor there. So you got Lamar Jackson playing for more than just a win. He, he's playing for himself as well. He, he has a much larger chip on his shoulder this season than I think any season before. A lot of people have been talking down on him. Um, and for what? I don't know. I really don't understand why. He comes back this offseason, looks bigger, better, stronger, and then they even look at that as a problem. Oh, he shouldn't have put all that weight on. He's going to get slower. Fam, the man can't do anything right, according to mainstream media. And fans with half a brain. There's that. But I just, I'm just looking at, you know, Lamar Jackson. And it, listen, this is not just, you know, film for the Raven. No, this is um, an audition tape for anybody else in the league who wants to pay that man. Because there are going to be teams, if this contract situation lasts until next offseason. There are going to be teams who are willing to throw all of the Brinks trucks at him, and as they should. Uh, as far as the rest of the division goes, I think this season is going to be a rude awakening for the Bengals. I'm not saying the Bengals aren't going to still be a problem because I like the Bengals. I have a problem with the Bengals. I just think that is not, I don't think a playoff win is in the cards for them this season. Don't. Damn sure not going to the Super Bowl. With all. Due respect to Joe Mixon and them boys. I, I, I respect them, but I just don't see them 
doing what they did, especially in the AFC North last season. Don't see them repeating that this year. Don't see it. The Ravens are back, man. I do think this division is going to be a two-horse race between the Ravens and the Bengals uh, simply because I don't believe in anything that the Browns are doing this season. Uh, even with Deshaun Watson coming back, still not, nope, not seeing it. Not seeing it. And then the Steelers, I I got to see something from Mitchell Trubisky, man. I just, I just don't know. I don't know. I know that I like their receiver core. I like their running back. Just don't know how I feel about Mitch. That's it. And that's all. Uh, if you want to go deep into how I feel, I think they sweep the Browns and they sweep the Steelers and they split with the Bengals. But I'm picking the AFC North champions to be the Baltimore Ravens. Now, let's go to the AFC East. I feel like the AFC East is more cut and dry. This is one of those divisions where I feel like uh, you can pick one team. And I just, bro, it's the Bills. The Bills have one of the, if not the most prolific offense in the NFL. Not just the AFC. Not just the AFC East. No, no, no. The entire conference. The It's the Bills, man. Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, bro, this offense, even with Devin Singletary, who was on my fantasy team, I really, I would, I would really, I would really like him to show off to work this season. But this offense is crazy, man. This offense is crazy. Uh, they they score. It's Josh Allen. Come on, it's Josh Allen, man. It's him, Hemothy, right? Uh, I just think they pick up from where they left off. And unfortunately, where they left off was a loss to the Chiefs in the game they had no business losing. And uh, I just think that you look at the AFC, AFC East, man. You got the Jets. Okay, Zach Wilson, don't know if he'll be playing this week. Uh, don't know when he'll be playing, but there is it should be between maybe one to four weeks. Who knows? Still don't know about the Jets. I like the Jets, just don't know about them. Right, I don't. I just don't know how I feel about them. Uh, the Patriots. I mean, listen, man. You're always going to be able to be in something when you got Bill Belichick as your head coach. Uh, Mac Jones. This is his second year. We're going to see how he plays. Uh, I think that you know. I don't think anybody else in this division has enough firepower to keep up with the Bills, but I think that the Patriots have the best chance of slowing them down. Um, then you look at what's going on in South Beach and Miami. Okay, yeah, sure. You add Tariq Hill to your offense. Yeah, Chase Edmonds. So you got good structure down there in Miami, but I just don't know how I feel about Mr. Tua. Is Tua that guy? And he sure better be. Because, listen, I told y'all, if the Ravens don't get that contract situated with Lamar, listen, man, Lamar already didn't like some pictures of him in the Dolphins uniform. Don't be surprised if around this time next year we're talking about Dolphins quarterback Lamar Jackson. Understand what I'm saying? So, two of these, this is really, you need to show out this year, buddy. You need to show out. And Tariq Hill's on my fantasy team. You really do need to show out. Okay? Because if you can feed Tariq Hill, I'll forgive you for completely ignoring Devontae Parker when I needed him most in the playoff game. I can do that if you can feed Tariq Hill. All right? All right. So, I just don't know. About, you know, the AFC East. But I do know about the Bills. Okay? I, I don't have any questions about the Bills. Uh, I feel like there are more question marks than answers when we talk about the other three teams in this division. But not the Buffalo Bills. It's the Buffalo Bills. Okay? All right? They, I feel like they run that division. I feel like I'm looking at the AFC East the way we used to look at the AFC West 
right? These last couple of years, the way we looked at the AFC West, it was the Chiefs and then it was everybody else. Like the guys, oh, they might compete, but it's still the Chiefs. That's how I'm looking at the AFC East now. It's the Bills and then it's everybody else. It's their division. It's their division, point blank. They sweep the Jets. They split with the Dolphins. Maybe they split with the Dolphins. Depends. And I think they split with the Pats. All right. But they, they, they win that division easily. Now, let's go to the South. Now, the South is interesting. The Jags, they had a good offseason. You got a new coach. You added some pieces. You, you, reset, it the, uh, you reset the wide receiver market. And you, you set the domino effect. And you set the tone for a... Uh... Hold on. This is outside of... Uh, Tyson Fury has now revealed that his offer to Anthony Joshua was a 60-40 split. How is... How... It's Anthony Joshua getting another title shot. I did not hear that. Hold on. He just lost. Anyway, back to what I was saying. The Jags spent a lot of money this offseason. They gave Christian Kirk a lot of money. Trevor Lawrence, new year, new coach. Okay, let's see what you do. You go to the Texans. I have. I just. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I trust Dougie Mills. Okay, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, you got Damian Pierce in the backfield. You got Brandon Cooks. The Texans. I. I just don't. I, I see them as an average competitor in that division. Now the Colts. You add Matt Ryan. But my problem with the Colts. Uh, you lose T. Y. Hilton. You got Michael Pittman Jr. But who else do you got in that receiving core? You got Jonathan Taylor. We know we're in the backfield. Is that going to be enough? To keep up with the Titans. The King is back. Add Robert Woods, even though you lose AJ Brown. I feel like you don't get that much worse than you already were. Um I feel like between to me it's a toss up between the Colts and the Titans. But I'm gonna have to roll with the Titans. I just feel like they have more offensively than the Colts. Uh and the King, man. It's the King is back, man. Hell to the King. All right, hail to the king. Now, the AFC West is where we we're gonna we're gonna spend some time. Okay, that's why I wanted to. Uh, I I felt like you know the AFC North was spending a little time, but I knew the East and South. I knew for sure how I felt about that. Now the AFC West, we're gonna spend some time. First, let's talk about the roster changes in the West. All right, start off with the Raiders. Everything that's changed with these teams this offseason. Obviously, the Las Vegas Raiders, they, they end up cashing in their money in the bank. And they sweep in, they swoop in, and they trade for the best receiver in the world. They get Devontae Adams. They reunite him with his college quarterback, close friend, Derek Carr, in Vegas. That's huge. That's a big deal, okay? That is a big deal. Nobody's saying it's not, all right? We all know how huge that is for them. That's what happened, okay? They did that. They did that. Then they also add Chandler Jones and Jayon Brown. They made some moves this offseason, man. They made some moves. Now, they did lose. Yannick Ndokwe, Zay Jones, and Casey Hayward, but... Don't I don't think that outweighs what they added. Then you got a new head coach and Josh McDaniels. He's trying this head coaching thing out again. I think that this is a better situation 
uh, than the first time he flew the coop and then went back home. I think that he's taking over for a team who went through so much turmoil this past season and offseason. Somehow they still made it to the playoffs with Rich Basaccia leading the way. Uh, you know, after the Gruden thing and all that they went through and the injuries they went through last uh, last season, they still made it to the playoffs. So now you add Devontae Adams, you add Chandler Jones, Jayon Brown, and you got a new head coach. You're even I feel like you're in a better position to make some noise if you're the Raiders this season. Uh, and this the addition of De- uh, Devontae Adams only helps out Hunter Hen- I mean, excuse me, Hunter Renfro even more because fam. You have an opportunity to now be the Cooper Cup of the AFC West. You you have a chance to step up and show out because Devontae Adams is going to get a lot of attention. You also have Darren Waller. You got Josh Jacobs, who is also on my fantasy team, and I want him to show up to work this season. In the backfield, you've got a lot going on in this offense now. You can separate yourself. You know what I mean? You can. It can be done. It can be done. It can. So then you go. We go from Vegas. Let's go to Denver. By the way, you got Mr. Russell Wilson, right? Now, Russell Wilson and Sierra, they bought a new mansion down in Colorado. I think and got four bedrooms and like 12 or 20 bathrooms, something like that. The point is, the bedroom-to-bathroom ratio is absolutely nuts. I just I just don't understand that. I, just, I don't get that. I don't... Why four bedrooms in like 50,000 bathrooms? I just don't... I don't get that part. And then I saw the basketball court. It didn't... It looked very claustrophobic. It didn't... It looked like a racquetball court. Didn't look like you could really get any any work in. You know, you compare that to what Drake has going on up in there in Toronto. He has a whole damn arena in his house. Not so much at the Wilson's residence. Love them. But four bedrooms and 75 bathrooms? That just don't make sense to me. Doesn't make any sense to me. Not at all. Not at all. But. You get Russell Wilson. You get Randy Gregory on defense. You get DJ Jones on defense. Now, you do lose Noah Fant, who I was a fan. I am a fan of. I thought, I know Noah Fant was like, oh, my God. Oh, my damn. We got Russell Wilson. We about to go ham. I know that's what he said. Then he gets a text from his agent, and his agent says, pack your bags. You're going to Seattle. I probably would have retired. But that's just me. You lose Noah no Fant. You lose Shelby Harris. And you also... Wait, hold on. I feel like Melvin Gordon came back. I may have gotten that wrong. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, Melvin Gordon. He left and said, hmm, now nah, I'm going to come back. And now you also have another new head coach and Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Great. Offensive mind, he comes from Green Bay. You know, I, I love me some Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, I know what he brings to the table. All right. I'm excited for him. 
I really am excited for him. Uh, I feel like he has a a lot, a lot in store for us uh, with this offense. I mean, come on, man! You got Jerry Judy. Uh, you got you got a good receiving core. Uh, who else they got? Man, damn, Jerry, I'm losing my mind. Cortland Sutton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you got Russell Wilson, man. You got Javante Williams in the backfield. You got Melvin Gordon in the backfield. You got a lot to work with offensively, and then you got pieces on defense. The Broncos are going to make some noise this year, but I just don't have – I honestly don't have faith in Russell Wilson. Man, this is a quarterback who has continued to decline. I know the situation in Seattle was dire at times, and there really wasn't any offensive line up there, but I don't know, man. I just – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now you go to the, you go to Kansas City. Okay, this is usually their division. You know they 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 did win it last year and in dramatic fashion they came back and won. But I feel like they lost too much this off season. You lose Tariq Hill, your number one receiver outside of Travis Kelsey, easily. Very hard to replace. Not somebody you easily replace. Oh, yeah, we got another fast receiver. It's not Tariq Hill. You lose to Rand Matthew. You lose Traverius Ward. But you add Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who was a speedy receiver. You add Juju Smith-Schuster. He's also a receiver. Then you add safety Justin Reed. In my opinion, the additions don't outweigh the subtractions. In this situation for the Chiefs. I feel like compared to everybody else in the division. Everybody else took a step forward. I feel like the Chiefs took a step back. And especially the way we saw them lose. This past January. To the Bengals. I don't think that anybody in this division. Fears them anymore. I don't think they're looking at the Chiefs. Like oh my god. It's the Chiefs. They're looking at them like yo. We can beat them. Like, you understand what I'm saying? This is no knock on Patrick Mahomes. And listen, man, the Chiefs are still going to be around. They're still going to be there. I'm not writing them off like I did last season because obviously that was the wrong thing to do. They got Andy Reid. You got Eric Bieniemy, And you still have Bazooka Man, Patrick Mahomes. Come on. And you got Jackson Mahomes. Come on. All right? You got the Mahomes brothers on your team. You can't go wrong with that. I just don't think that they got better this offseason. And, you know, everybody looks good on paper. And we know this. It's week one. Health is wealth. Everybody has to stay healthy. But if we're talking about a team who made a, took a leap this offseason, I'm looking at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers looked at what happens next door. You know, uh, you know, they looked at their neighbors and saw what their neighbors did and said, that's what we need to be on. They add Khalil Mack. Resign Mike Williams. Add J.C. Jackson. You pay Derwin James. Your defense is solid. Your offense is ready to go. You lose Kazeel White. You, you lose Brian Bulaga. Linval Joseph. But once again, here the additions outweigh the subtractions. As long as your head coach... Can get his little head out of his behind and not go for it every time. Or not not kick it and, and just play the game not like it's Madden. 
The Chargers. I feel like the Chargers are my pick to win this division, man. I feel like on paper, they are the best team offensively and defensively right now. On paper. Health is wealth. We know this. But Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, they can stay healthy. My God. My God. Wow. That's nasty, man. That's a deadly combination. I'm picking the Chargers to win this division. I say they split with the Chiefs, split with the Raiders, and sweep the Broncos. But I just look at Justin Herbert. I look at what he did last season. Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me the Chargers, man. Give me the Chargers. I just I just things just feel too new. I think it's gonna take a couple weeks for Tay and Carr to get rolling. It's gonna take a couple weeks for the Broncos to get rolling. And uh, I just think that listen, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes is gonna regress. I'm looking at him and I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers the same way. Okay, you lose your your star receiver. Now you get an opportunity to spread the ball more. You get an opportunity. You don't have to look at. You don't gotta. You don't have to feed this man because he's the man. Now you can open up the field a little more. I think that Rodgers and Mahomes are going to be MVP candidates this season. I do, but as far as the Chiefs go, I don't see them winning this division this year. I'm, I'm rolling with the Chargers. So as far as the AFC goes, AFC North, the Ravens. AFC East, the Bills, AFC South, the Titans, and AFC West, the Chargers. That's how I'm running it for the AFC. Now, let's go to the NFC. So, the NFC, I feel like, is a little a little more cut and dry because you start off with the North. And I know what the Lions are capable of. Capable of. I've watched them on Hard Knocks this season, as you have. Uh, you know, I know they were in damn near every game they lost last season. I know that. I know Dan Campbell is going to have those guys revved up, ready to go. You drafted Aiden Hutchinson. I know the Lions have a lot of potential. Their ceiling is high. I know that. I know the Vikings. I know the Vikings have, uh, you know, we play them damn near, you know, first season, every first game of the season every year, they, they we usually split with them. I know what the talent that the Vikings have. I know that the Bears, they are a football team. They are a football team. They do exist. I know that. But there is a reason that Aaron Rodgers, at his big age, did not go to the AFC West. When you're on the back end of your career and you're trying to get that second Super Bowl that has eluded you for so long, you don't go from rookie mode to all Madden. You don't do that. You don't. You don't put your franchise mode on all Madden. You don't. The AFC West is significantly more significantly more difficult to win in than the NFC North. You don't leave that division. With that being said, they sweep the Lions. Split with the Lions, split with the Vikings, and swoop the Bears. That's how I see it. Uh, this, is, this is the Packers' division, man. They run the North. They run the North. I'm looking at the South. The Bucks, the Bucks are the Bucks, man. Yeah, the Saints give them problems. They do in the regular season. But not worried about anybody else in that division when it comes to the Bucks outside of the Saints, man. The Bucks got that. Then you go to the East. 
The East is usually the Cowboys' division to lose, but I don't see it this year. All right, listen. All right. Washington, they add Carson Wentz. Can Carson Wentz get Washington over the hump? I don't know. That division, y'all know how I feel about the NFC East. I don't like the NFC East. I just feel like they should they should have to pay a fee. Whoever wins that division should pay a fee to get in the playoffs. The Giants, God bless them. I'm rolling with the Eagles. I mean, look, they add A.J. Brown. This is a prove-it year for Jalen uh, Hurts. He's got to be the man this year. He's still got a good... Uh, they got a good re- receiving core, with the, especially with the addition of A.J. Brown, like I said. I'm rolling with the Eagles to win the NFC East. And then the NFC West, you got the defending Super Bowl champions. The Seahawks exist. They are a football team. And you got the Cardinals. The Cardinals are there. But without DeAndre Hopkins for six games, that makes me nervous. I think the Cardinals are going to be around. But I think, once again, it may come down to the 49ers and the Rams. And now with the 49ers and Trey Lance at the helm, I don't know how confident I am in him. But I do like the 49ers to win this division. I don't think the Rams repeat. I don't think the Rams repeat. I know I know that's a lot. I know I'm saying a lot. This is defending Super Bowl champions, I know they're reloaded. They're ready to go. But I'm picking the 49ers to win the NFC West. So I got the 49ers, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Philadelphia Eagles as my NFC division picks. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Um, by week eight, I probably won't for, for some cases, but I feel good about that, man. I do. Um, one thing I don't feel good about, though, Lamar Jackson's contract situation. Fam, we, we, we talked about this a few times this offseason. Uh, I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't understand how you can have a guy, a guy, a unanimous MVP. You, you know he loves this team. He loves this city. He, he loves being a Raven. And he's your guy. He's your guy. I don't think there's been a Ravens quarterback better than him in the history of the franchise. And that's saying a lot because you've had Steve McNair. You had Joe Flacco, right? Damn, that's not really saying much. But, no, you had Steve. No, Steve McNair was that guy. But, you know, I was talking about Flacco. But Flacco got y'all a ring, all right? You got to put some respect on playoff Joe. But, all jokes aside, man, this guy... He comes in, and he he gets you back, you know, winning again. And last season was bumpy. We we discussed that already. But you don't go off of just last season, man, going into this guy's contract year. And if I'm Lamar, obviously, I'm looking around as what, what has been happening this last year. Josh Allen gets paid. Um. Kyler Murray gets paid. Russell Wilson even got paid. You know, guys are getting bags around me at the quarterback position. And then you see what happens with Deshaun Watson. It's like, fam. Don't offer me no BS. 
don't offer you no. You can't do that, man. You cannot do that to me. You cannot do that to me. You can't. When you when you pay Justin Tucker and you're doing press conferences about the damn mascot, you can't. You get, be serious, man. Be for real. All right, your mascot. Oh, he's out for the season. Like, fam, that's what we doing right now. We we joking about the mascot, man. I got fam. We got business to handle. To me, the Ravens front office they have mishandled this thing badly. 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 Y'all can sit here and say, oh, he knew Hollywood was on his way out. Sure. But that don't mean he appreciated it. Come on, man. Come on. I, I, I just, <laughs> hey. Two years ago, Aaron Rodgers had a press conference. He had a press conference about things and how things should be ran and, and run in Green Bay. And, you know, I, I think about what Lamar Jackson is going through right now. And I, that's the first thing I, I thought of. Fan, how do you not look at your franchise quarterback and say, we need to do everything in our power to help this man succeed. You don't go out and trade for a big receiver. You don't go out and try to sign one of the big free agent receivers. I don't understand what the Ravens are trying to do here. I don't. I know it's easier said than done, but if I ran the Ravens, I'd be trying to build a freaking powerhouse around that boy. Seriously, make him as comfortable as possible. But that's not what's happening here. All right, if y'all not going to do that, pay me then. At least pay him, pay a brother. You got to know your worth. And, and if the front office don't know, their, know your worth, that's a problem. Look at Devontae Adams. Last season, going into it. Like, yo, this is what I want. Y'all can't give it to me. We're going to part ways. And that's what ended up ultimately happening. And that's what I think is going to happen here. Ravens have, what, a week to the deadline? Because Lamar already said we're not talking about it when the season starts. Right? I don't see a deal getting done within the next few days. And if they, this happens to leak into next offseason, Lamar's not a Raven anymore, man. There's nothing that you can say to me. Then, then look what you're doing to him on the offensive side from the top to bottom. You still got Greg Roman running the offense. Fam. It's like you're hindering the man's success on purpose. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, listen, I'm not a Ravens fan. I know my mom has different feelings about this. I know a couple of Ravens, Ravens fans who may feel differently than this about me. But, you know, living here, I, I'm from here. I live here. I know, you know, the city, they feel a way about Lamar. But as of late, certain I've seen some Ravens fans who have turned into, you know, oh, you know what? No, nah, we don't need to pay him. We got Tyler Huntley. No, nah, we don't need to pay him. But... Are you serious? You think Tyler Huntley is going to take you to a Super Bowl? Do you? Th he can't even lead you to a victory. 
outside of the preseason. Let's be real here, ladies and gentlemen. What are we talking about? When you get to the point where you're starting to side with the front office, you're nasty. You're a nasty fan. Me personally, I'm always rolling with the players, man. You you always choose the player over the machine because these owners, man, they got all the money. They got all the money, and they can spare it. They can do it. They can break the bank. They'll be all right. They, they, they're going to make so much money this upcoming season, it won't even matter after they give Lamar how much money guaranteed. It won't matter. The cap ain't real. The cap is cap. What are we talking about here? Pay them. Pay them. Because you're going to look stupid when you don't. You're going to. You're going to lose a lot of fans. I'll tell you that. If I was a Ravens fan and they don't pay my quarterback, I'm gone. I'm going with Lamar go. With all due respect, I'm out. Call me a fair weather fan. Call me what you want. I'm gone because that's crazy. You don't have us as a playoff contender because you lose Lamar. You're not a playoff contender anymore. Let's be real here. The Ravens do not have enough on offense to where Tyler Huntley can take over and take them to the, the playoffs. It's not happening. Without Lamar Jackson, you're not going anywhere. Let's be real. Don't care what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Defense ain't going to be able to put 40 points up a game. They can only stop that from happening. And even if they do, your offense still got to produce. Come on, man. You in the AFC. You got the Bills, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers. The Bengals. Understand what I'm saying? It's eight teams in the league right now that could go to the playoffs. Over top of y'all without Lamar. Understand what I'm saying? The, the AFC is too competitive to say, eh, we don't need uh spend all our money on a quarterback. Nah, we don't need to do that. When you're in a division, I mean, when you're in a conference with Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. You know what I mean? Russell Wilson. You think you compete? You think Huntley going to go blow for blow with Herbert? You think Huntley going to go blow for blow with Mahomes? You think Huntley going to go blow for blow for blow with Wilson? You think Huntley going to go blow for blow with Burrow? You think Huntley going to go blow for blow with any of these quarterbacks, fam? No! Number eight, Will. He already has. He's proving that to y'all. Y'all should have paid him the night he beat Mahomes. But no, here we are. On the cusp of the season about to be start. And that man still ain't got his bag. And you talking about Ravens fans talking about, oh, we don't need him. Y'all are freaking stupid. Any Ravens fan who isn't on the side of Lamar getting all the money in the world, you're dumb to me. You're stupid. Y'all don't love Lamar, man. If y'all love Lamar, y'all... Y'all will be starting to go fund me for him. <laughs> no, for real, bro. Because I just don't get it. And when I say go against the machine, listen, I know some owners are cool. I know some of y'all love y'all owners. But see here in Green Bay, we don't have an owner. We got a GM, a president, and then the fans. We own the team. Understand what I'm saying? So I can't relate to how y'all feel about y'all owners. But I do know that y'all owners got that bag. I know they got that cake. And I know I will never side with an owner because how much money they bring in and, and, or a GM. I know how much money they're making on the revenue. I know how much money they're making off the backs of their players. 
and how much how little these players get compared to them. So I'm all for everybody breaking the bank, even when I don't necessarily agree with it. Did I agree with Kyler Murray's bag? No. Did I agree with any of Kirk Cousins' bags? Hell no. But I understand it. I get it. Get your money, bro. Get your money. Get your coins. But this contract right here, this situation, oh, no. I'm full on. Yeah, give him the money. Give him the money. Talk about the risk factor. And, you know, oh, it's risky. It's dangerous. It cannot be no more risky or no more dangerous than giving somebody who had court cases, civil lawsuits, $250 million. He can't even play 11 games. They paid him. He ain't even played football in a year. It's going to be almost damn near two years when he gets on the field. That's not risky. We don't know what Deshaun Watson going to look like. We don't. But you're going to sit here in my face and tell me it's risky. Oh, he might, it might go this way. It might go that way. No, you can't pay him because, fam, y'all paid Joe Flacco. Flacco had one good playoff run. I know the Ravens have been to the AFC Championship games prior to that season. I know that. But Flacco had one good playoff run. Got the Super Bowl, and they say, have everything. What the hell happened after that? So you telling me you can't pay Lamar Jackson, who is otherworldly compared to Joe Flacco? That's what we're saying right now? Can't be. Can't be. It's nasty, man. It's nasty work. It's nasty work. It's nasty work. I can't. I can't get behind anybody feeling any differently, man. I can't. It's 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 a strange behavior to me. Strange behavior to me. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I, I mean, look. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know I'm not. But correct me if I'm, <gasps> if I'm wrong. Somebody, please. Any Ravens fan, come chat to me, man. Let me know. Tell me something. I need to know something. Um, what's next? What's next? Oh, let me talk about this NFL top 100 list. I'm not going to talk about the whole list. I just want to talk about the top 10. I just want to talk about the top 10. The NFL's top 100 players of 2022. Here are 10 through 1. Number 10, Travis Kelsey. Number 9, Jalen Ramsey. Number eight, Patrick Mahomes. Number seven, Devontae Adams. Number six, TJ Watt. Number five, Jonathan Taylor. Number four, Cooper Cup. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Aaron Donald. Number one, Tom Brady. I don't like it. I don't like it. First, first of all, first of all, help me out here. Tell me this, right? Just tell me this. The most recent award winners. Don't you think they should be ranked number one at their respective position or side of the ball? Like, don't you think T.J. Watt 
should have been over Aaron Donald. I know what Aaron Donald did in, in the Super Bowl. I saw his, you know, his little sack at the end of the game. Cool. But the Bill, we know the Bengals ain't got no O-line. We, oh, congratulations. Cool. T.J. Watt was the defensive player of the year last year. That don't mean nothing. Aaron Donald wasn't the defensive player of the year. He didn't break the sack record. T.J. Watt did. Okay. I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense to me. You got the back-to-back MVP, the most valuable player in the league, two-time, back-to-back. How is he not number one? How is he not number one? I don't get it. Brady didn't, they didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Bucks didn't win the Super Bowl this year. All right. Last season, all right, cool, whatever. Brady won the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Could have been, put him number one, do what you want to do. Fan, Brady didn't do nothing better than Rodgers last season. Nothing. He didn't even lose better than him. What are we talking about here? It's the MVP, the best in the world, should be number one. I don't understand what the players, like, what do y'all be talking about? What do y'all be thinking about? How do they determine this list? How do we get to this list? With all the ballots that get filled out, and who are we asking? I don't get it. I don't understand it. It just don't make sense to me. But it's okay, though, because it's like, what? Every year they don't do this, he comes back and wins the MVP the next season? Cool. Hopefully the streak continues. I would love to get him three in a row. That would be lovely. Give him another MVP in the Super Bowl, that would be lovely. But I just don't understand that, though. I didn't understand that. I, I I didn't have too much else to say about it. So I'm going to let that one go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Because I, I I, it's old news now. I don't, I don't care about it anymore. It's not that serious to me. So I'm going to let it go. I'll let it go. Um, let me see. Let me see. I mean, look, man. I don't know what else. What else can we talk about? I mean, I did have something planned for something else, but I mean, I could use it here. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, I could, I could use it here. Let's let's talk about top five lists. Since we're talking about list, let's let's let me let me pull up some of my list. Let me see what I got. It's a couple lists I was working on. Let's start off with my top five wide receivers in the league. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My top five wide receivers in the league. Well, we can do that today. We can do that today. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I... Did I prepare anything for my other list? Hold on, y'all. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. I know. I know. I had a month to prepare, didn't I? I know. I ain't right. I ain't right. No, I had a top five receiver list. RB top five. Uh, it couldn't exist. It don't exist. What do you mean it don't exist? It's right there. Oh, they doing me dirty. They're not letting me open it much. All right, there we go. There we go. All right. I'll do my top five wide receivers and my top five Running backs. Let's start off with the running backs, shall we? My top five running backs in the NFL. Number five, Dalvin Cook. Now, I will say my list is a few things involved here. I mean, stats, 
durability, consistency, and ability. All right, I guess my ability, consistency, and durability would be my top three when it came to the, the creation of this list of my top five running back list. So number five, Dalvin Cook. Um, three straight seasons with 1K plus yards, double-digit touchdowns in 2019 and 2020. Listen, man, he's a strong downhill runner. He can bust off a long gang at again at any time. And he sets up the passing game for Captain Kirk. Okay? We, he does that. You know what I mean? Cousin Kirk, he ain't, he ain't letting it go without Dalvin Cook, you know, setting it up in the backfield. That's how I feel about that. Number four, Austin Eckler. Now, this is going to cause a stir. But in my opinion, I'm up. Austin Eckler is the best receiving back in the NFL. I know a lot of people are not going to agree with that because you got Alvin Kamara, you got Christian McCaffrey, you got Aaron John, uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, they, they are guys that do this in a in a great fashion. But I think Austin Eckler does it the best. All right, he had 993 receiving yards in 2019. Combined yardage for 2021 was 1558. Uh, he's just as part as this passing game as Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. That's how I feel about uh, Austin Eckler. Number three, Jonathan Taylor. Listen, man, he's one of the scariest runners in the league, all right? And this is a guy who shares the division with the king. He shares a division with Derrick Henry, okay? Um, first two seasons, 1K plus and double-digit touchdowns. He almost rushed for 200,000. I mean, excuse me, wow. Almost rushed for 2,000 yards last season. He's only missed two games in his younger career. If he keeps it up uh, with, uh, you know, being healthy, health is wealth. If he stays, is able to stay healthy and continue to produce the amount of uh, touchdowns and yardage per season, he's going to become, you know, one of the, if not the best. Nick Chubb. Okay, it doesn't matter who the Browns quarterback is. Nick Chubb, he's going to get the deal done. Uh, average five-plus yards per carry every season. Three straight years of 1K+. plus. I love Nick Chubb. He's a very physical runner. Uh, he, he, he will make a play for you. All right, it ain't too fancy. It ain't too cute. He just gets it done. Number one, you already know who it is. It's the king. Okay, I've, it's rare you see a running back have walk-off touchdowns and multiple in the same year. I'm talking overtime game winners. All right, long ones, though. All right, he, he you, you can't tackle him low. You can't even tackle him high. It's the king. I've only seen him shut down a few times. Only a few, a handful of times I can think of. And I remember, and I can say, Derrick Henry got shut down that game. But fully healthy? Yeah, he, he's the best in the world, man. He, he just got a raise, too. $2 million raise. So my top five running backs in the league go Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, and Nick Chubb. Now, this list right here is a little more controversial, I think. My top five wide receivers in the NFL go number five. Keenan Allen. It's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Uh, years of consistency. And he's still putting up, um, you know, numbers with his young quarterback. Uh, and the talent like Mike Williams and also Austin Eckler around him. Okay, Keenan Allen, I, I, I don't think that his route running is appreciated enough. I don't think his hands are appreciated enough. But I love me some Keenan Allen. I truly do. Number four, Cooper Cup. Listen, insane season last year. All right, he did video game numbers on an extremely talented team. He's one of the best route runners in the league. If he's speedy, he's always open. It does not matter. Um, he, now, he only has two K. He only has two seasons with a, a thousand plus yards. Uh, 
which makes him a little higher on this list than some may put him on other lists. Uh, but I love Cooper Cup. I like him. Number three, Justin Jefferson. He's easily the best receiver under 25. All right, he's forced. He's a force to be reckoned with. Two straight seasons, 1K plus. He has the best gritty in the league. All right, there's no denying that. Now, number two, Mike Evans, underrated dog. One of the best in the business. This man has held his own with the revolving door of talent uh, that came in with Brady. He was doing numbers with Jameis. Eight straight seasons of 1K+. plus Consistency. Love me some Mike Evans. And, and obviously, number one, Devontae Adams. He's the best in the world, man. Best route runner in the league. Five double-digit double touchdowns. Great set of hands. Doesn't matter if you put one two, three, four on him. It doesn't matter. He's going to catch the ball and score. Point blank. That's my top five wide receivers in the league. Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, and Devontae Adams. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else for you guys today? Um, Alright, one more thing and I'm going to get you guys out of here. NFL season is upon us, and this is the last season that the uh, NFL Sunday ticket will be carried by DirecTV. Now, I will be participating in the NFL Sunday ticket shenanigans off of a student discount. Cannot tell you how I did that. That is top secret. Um, so I'm going to be involved in, in the foolishness for the NFL Sunday ticket. But this is the last season that we will be having to uh, deal with DirecTV because DirecTV, you know, as a whole has fallen off. But thankfully, they allow you to get the Sunday ticket as a standalone. So you don't have to have DirecTV to have the Sunday ticket. But the app is not that great. It crashes. Uh, the streams sometimes are behind. You feel me? Like, it's not the best. And it seems like they just have stopped caring about it and stopped trying to make it better. Uh, but Eric has a few ideas. So listen, the bidding war has commenced for, you know, everybody has a streaming service, but the NFL, I don't have the NBA league pass, but I know it's way cheaper than it usually is. I've had a free trial of MLB, uh, TV. That was pretty solid. Um, but I think the NFL has fallen behind when it comes, you know, there with the Sunday ticket. And I think that if Apple would step in, it would be great, especially for iPhone users. You know, Apple, you know, subscribers. Obviously, it would be a great plus for us. Bro, first thing first, lower that price. The regular price of the NFL Sunday ticket, you can pay 73 a month. So, 73 times 4, where'd that get us at? Math was never my subject. $292 plus tax for the football season. That's insane. Then when you get the student discount, 124. Now that's more reasonable. But it should be a little lower than that. Because my thing is, with that being look, especially with the introduction of NFL Plus, then you got games on Prime, you got games over here, games over there. The streaming is it, it, just too much. Everybody the streaming wars are too much. So I think the NFL Sunday ticket needs to step in and step up, right? First of all, let's lower that price. Okay, let's get a better, a better uh, game mix. Okay, because sometimes the NFL Sunday ticket they don't give you four uh, even screens. It's weird. Don't need that. 
Okay, give me four even screens. All right, easily give me a more uh, easy, uh, easily. Damn, I can't speak English. Give me a more simpler way to change games, make it go faster. All right, don't I, I don't need to flick between a game and it be buffering and I miss three plays in the process of doing that. Also, let there be single team. Or single division packages where you can buy a package strictly for your team or your division. So you don't maybe you don't want to see all of the games. But my thing is, if you buy the Sunday ticket, I, I, my guess is you want to see all the games because I want to see all of the out of market games. Because sometimes there are games that are aren't local and you know you don't get locally that are better, but it's not national. You know what I mean? And the fantasy football purposes, obviously, it's just different ways that you can go about it. To make the uh, NFL Sunday ticket better. But I'm not going to sit here and talk, keep rambling about that. I'm going to get you guys out of here. Listen, man, I'll talk to y'all Saturday. All right, Saturday. I'll be on, we'll be on to discuss some probably, you know, more football, college football also. Um, a lot of boxing. We got a big fight this weekend in the women's division. Clarissa Shields returns. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Um, I'll be on YouTube Thursday to break something down. All right. I don't know who we might be talking about the Clarissa Shields fight. Might be talking boxing Thursday. Who knows? You know, Eric doesn't know, but I, Eric will figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, but no, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Shout out to my listeners, man. Make sure you retweet, retweet, like, uh, listen, share all that good stuff, man. And once again, thank you guys for supporting me. Over these last few years, man, uh, once again, September 6, 2018, the day the boy changed the game. All right. I jumped in head first. Here I am today. I'm happy to be here. Happy to continue to entertain you guys, man. Seriously. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Once again, I'm Eric Lyons. And for the 189th time, you have just been electrified.